The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show. You can think of us as the place to talk about what's important to you in creating an amazing life. Our expectation is that your life can improve one show at a time through engaging conversations and practical advice. Now, here is your host, Dr. Luana Gladney. Good afternoon, morning to everyone around. Hello, hello. Welcome to the second week of the Dr. Gladney Radio Show coming at you. I, again, am excited to have you join me today. We have so much to get to. We have so much to talk about today. And I'm excited to share it all with you. I am Dr. Gladney, the emotional wellness and mind doctor. And I help people to use the power of their mind to manage their emotions, their stress, and their life. And it's my life calling. I travel the country doing it. I speak, train, work with individual clients. I write books. I do TV interviews, I have a radio show, any kind of way that I can get the message out there to help people to create an amazing life. Thank you for joining me. I'm jumping right in because as we get started, I said I'm going to always have some news for your soul. We are all made up of the mind, body, and spirit, and I definitely want to feed your mind, body, and spirit with inspirational things that will help you to help you on the journey of your life and creating an amazing life. When looking for news, news that you can use, I found something that is really dear to my heart, and I always want to focus on the positive. And I used to be a teacher. You may not know that. I got started out in my career and my undergraduate degree is in elementary education. And so I taught third, fourth, seventh and eighth grades and getting started out being a school teacher, understanding how difficult it is in education, the lack of money, the lack of support, the lack of everything. And I used to spend my own money to buy supplies and to buy things for the students just so I can get them in a space so they can learn and I can open up their minds. I found a story that I thought was just wonderful and it kind of connects to the celebrities and it's what we really don't hear about them. We generally hear a lot of the gossip and all the breakups and the divorces and who's doing this and what but this focuses on a lot of the good thing and there are 58 celebrities give 14 million dollars to teachers in their hometowns. It's a wonderful story. Uh, Movie stars, tech founders and athletes, they did a fundraising flash mob. And this just happened last week, paying for 12,000 different school projects. Uh, Stephen Colbert was kind of the one who got it organized and and got it all started. Uh, And a lot of it's called the best school day. And they chose a day 
that a lot of people can get together and donate. And they collected about $14 million. Samuel, he picked up the tab for more than 300 projects. Ashton Kutcher, he did 83 in his hometown. Serena did 800 projects in the Compton area. And the Twitter founder, um, Biz Stone, he covered costs for Boston. Tesla, a chief and PayPal founder, everybody kind of got involved to help with the cause of education. And I thought that's not something that you're going to hear on the news, but you need to know there are people out there doing wonderful things with their money, with their time, and with their life. And what better way to pay it forward and to also give back, because all of us have the experience with teachers, than to help teachers out and help students learn. So that is the good news for the day, and I'm excited to share that with you. Now, in moving forward, I could not overlook and help you understand because in today's show, we're going to be talking about why people lie, deceive, misrepresent, and how do you handle that? And with all of that and understanding, trying to understand human behavior, I could not overlook what's happening in our political arena. I, as the emotional wellness doctor, I want to help you understand what's going on and maybe make some sense of it. Understanding what emotions and how that uh, integrates into our whole life. Really, actually, we only have two emotions. It's love and fear. So either you have love or you have fear and all the other emotions are can be classified under fear. What we're seeing in our political arena, and a lot of times I talk about it when I help people to understand the difference between emotions and logic. Our emotions are found in the limbic portion of our brain, and uh, our logic and reasoning is in the neocortex portion of the brain. These two don't work together simultaneously. So either you're emotional or you're logical. When it comes to the political arena, There is usually emotion is what takes over and it's not logic. People vote for people because they like them, because of the way that they make them feel. So it's really directed towards emotions and not logic. And I think we're seeing that played out in a a huge way at this point. And it's really, for me, as a doctor and helping people to understand their minds and emotions and human behavior and why people do the things that they do, you're seeing this played out before us now. Because I've never experienced a time when things have been so volatile and the emotions have run so high when it's time for election. And so here we're seeing um, daily now, it seems, that there's something in the news that is associated with the violent part. And what is happening is that people are so emotional about what they feel right now, positive and negative, and it's clashing. There's no logic. There's no reasoning to it. As I was looking at some of the things that had happened over the weekend that was associated with the Trump rally, it's not about... You know, I'm not going to focus on who's running. I'm focusing on the emotions and the the people are tapping into an emotional space. And remember, I said it's either love or fear and people are afraid and that produces anger. It produces all these 
other types of feelings that we're seeing the clashing going on. And we're seeing the violence and the rage. And as I looked and watched a lot of the videos and I heard a lot of the language and people are just fighting. And it was just, it, it's just permeating the atmosphere and the air and understanding that you have to be able to control your emotions because if not, it escalates. And then a sociologist calls what we call the, um, Mob mentality, herd mentality. What happens when a group of people get together and they're like-minded and you feed off of each other. And when you're feeding off of each other and the larger the group, the more that people feel like they're anonymous and whatever they may do, they the consequences may not be as big as if they were doing something by themselves. So they feed off of each other. And as I was watching when the rally was canceled and there's a lot of footage out there and I just watched the restlessness of the people and everybody wanted their voice to be heard. They wanted to share with everybody else their feeling. Now, remember, we're only talking about emotions. None of this is logical. And there were just different, as they panned, there were just different things that happened throughout the crowd that I said, emotions are just stirring. Emotions are stirring. So it may be a little fight that broke out here, there. And as you see this happening, it's rage that is building up. And to understand this, we have to get control of the emotional side. Because in in our country, we have a democracy here. And this process that we all get to vote, we all have a voice to be heard. What happens when people don't feel like they're being heard, it turns to anger. And then people start to lash out. And so that's what we're actually seeing here. And as I'm watching... And I'm hoping that some kind of way that I can use my voice to help bring a sense of calmness because people are not able to manage their emotions. And emotional wellness is the deliberate effort to manage your mind, body, spirit, and emotions and understand what that is. And this is bringing about a lot of stress. People are getting hurt. People are going to the hospital. It's all of these things. They're angry. They're losing friendships, relationships because they're arguing. And it's all this emotion. So I had to speak to that. So to bring you an understanding of what's really going on and what's happening. Again, I'm hoping that some kind of way I will be able to bring some type of sense of calmness and peace to what we have here in this fabulous country called democracy. With that, I'm going to trans transition right over into the other human behavior that we're talking about. And today we are talking about lying and deceiving and misrepresentation. Now, as we get started, I'm going to first give you the definition of what a lie is. It is a false statement that is made with the deliberate intent, the deliberate intent to deceive. It's a falsehood. Um, it's something that is uh, intended to convey a false impression or it's an imposter. So you give an inaccurate statement, a falsehood. Now, let me help you understand that every person has told a lie on this face of this planet. Because you know what? Even though you don't remember when you were young, when you were two, three, four, you learned how to lie. 
One of the first things that babies, the first words that babies know how to say is no. They learn very quickly the word no. So this is something that's born in us and innate in us and is born in our sin nature, actually. And so when you're two and you're doing something, did you do that? No, no. And, you know, a, a child could have the cookies all over their face and the mother is saying, did you eat the cookie? And they say, no, no. So, you know, it's something that we learn at a very, very early age. And for some people, it becomes a part of their nature. It becomes a part of what they do on a regular basis. Now, in talking about this, I want to give you, there are different types of liars because as you grow, you either learn that is something that you're not supposed to do or you learn that is something that is okay to do. And let me tell you what, what uh, parents do that encourages lying. A lot of times parents will find themselves lying for their kids. Uh, back in the day, before we had all the cell phones and everything, when people call your home, is such and such at home, and as a parent, they, your kid may be sitting over there saying, don't tell them I'm not here, and the parent will say they're not here. And it seems so innocent. Or your child does something wrong, and they admit that they did something wrong, and you punish them. What it teaches them is that if I admit this, I'm going to get punished. So why should I admit it? I might as well lie. Because there's there's a way to uh, bring about the consequences for their actions without actually punishing them for being honest. So these are some things that we don't really think about, but it subtly teaches, okay, you know what? It's okay to lie. And if, if children see their parents lying, then of course they're going to learn that, you know what, it's something and it's really no big deal. But as you grow and we come to a space of accountability in our own lives and our morals and values, then we determine there are different types of liars. There are five different types of liars that I'm going to tell you about. We have the sociopathic liar, and that is uh, someone who lies just continuously to, in an attempt to get their own way without showing care or concern for others. And it's amazing because an example of that is a fictional character on one of the shows that I watch, and it's How to Get Away with Murder. Annalise Keating is a prime example of a sociopathic liar. She's a, it's a fictional character, but understanding how the lies can be told and, and uh, just all the time without care or concern for others. I decided to use a fictional character for that. Compulsive liars, that's the person that just lies out of sheer habit. They're also called habitual liars. Uh, it just tends to be their normal manner of responding to questions. They'll just lie about anything. They'll tell you they went over and and got some ice cream and they really didn't. Or, yeah, I've been there before and they never traveled there. And and usually people know that they lie and they are aware that people know they lie. They're sloppy liars, but they just don't care. It's a part of, of their lifestyle and their habit. Compulsive or habitual liars. Then you have the occasional liar. That's the person who uh, seldom tells a lie and they feel really guilty when they do. And then you also have the careless liar who they just lie whenever they can about whatever they can lie about. And it just really doesn't seem to matter. And then you have those people 
that are the tell little white lies. And I asked the question yesterday, does it matter? It's something small and they feel like they can justify it and it's harmless. Such as the example when I said, okay, is somebody at home? And you go, oh no, they're not here right now. And that's what's considered a little white lies, harmless. It's like, well, they didn't feel like talking. So I'm going to say that. So those are the types of liars. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you this question. Do men lie more than women? What do you think? Do men tell more lies than women? Well, guess what? There's a study out there that says men lie three times more than women. Now, this is a study done. I don't want you to shoot the messenger. Uh, I didn't do this particular study. But it says um, that the study found that the average woman lies only one time a day, Whereas men tend to lie three times a day, 52% of the men admitted it. Now, these are the people that are admitting it, that they lie three times a day on average and 14% admitted they tell at least five or more uh, lies a day. Um, women, on the other hand, they lie uh, less significantly. That's 57% of the women said they only lied once a day. 17% said they lied you know, more than three times a day. Um, so it's like usually the average lie that women tell is when they're asked the question, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm fine. And they're really not fine. Um, they said men are more likely to lie about completing a task. Did you get something done? And 45% said no. Then they'll say, yes, they did. And they did not. Uh, they, both men and women lie to their bosses. 31% admitted that they lied frequently at work. Um, relatives and partners are the second and third group that is most lied to. People lie to their spouses, their lovers, they, many, they admit they, they lie to them. And then it said men are more likely to lie to their friends than women. And so the top, I'm going to tell you before we go to break, the five most common lies told by men. Number one, yes, I've done it. Number two, sorry, I had no signal. Number three, I'm on the way. Number four, I didn't see your call or text. And number five, I don't look at other women. The uh, five most frequent lies for women is number one, I'm fine. Number two, I'm on the way. Number three, it was on sale. <laughs> number four, you look really nice. And number five, sorry, I had no signal. Now, I wanted to give you all of that, set some set uh, some foundation. When we come back from the break, we have some people that have written in some questions and we're going to open up the line for callers. Call in at 1-866-472-5788. When we come back, we're going to take some of these questions and I'm going to tell you the signs of somebody lying. How to know if somebody's lying to you. Come right back with us as we explore why people lie, deceive, and misrepresent. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well... 
maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Arvind Vora, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to info at drgladney.com. That's info at drgladney.com. Now back to the show. All right. Welcome back. We are here live talking about why people lie, deceive, and misrepresent. And before we went to the break, I told you the studies. I give, gave you some background about the most common lies and understanding that lies hurt people. Lies destroy relationships. It does a lot of things. So we have to keep asking ourselves, well, why do people keep lying? Why do they do that? I'm going to give you some reasons later on as to why people uh, lie, why we do that. It's a part of human nature and also how we can control it and how you can handle it. But before we get into that, we have a caller on the line. We have Candace from Utah. So Candace, welcome to the Dr. Gladney show and give me your question or your thought. Hello, Dr. Gladney. I've been listening to your show for years, and I absolutely love it. I guess my situation falls under the white lie category, but I still need to know why this keeps happening. So um, I grew up with a family full of sisters. I'm the oldest of four. And um, when I was younger, I was a dancer. So I had different undergarments, underwear, thongs, and panties before all my siblings. Well, I started noticing as we grew older, my underwear would just disappear continuously. And so I confronted my family and especially my sisters, and I looked them in the eye, and I would say, where is my underwear going? And they would all deny it. Well, (laughs) I changed where I hid my underwear, and 
Problem was solved. I went off to college. Long story short, came back from, moved back home when I came back from college, and the problem has started up again. Um, so first off, it's my underwear. It's unsanitary to share. I don't want to share. Second of all, I want to know why. What are these girls thinking? And, I mean, every holiday I buy my siblings underwear, something fun, something fancy, so that they, you know, because I know that they like underwear, um, but so I buy them their own, but it continues to happen. Do you know what I could do or why this is happening? Because I think that something is terribly wrong with them. Okay. You, out, Dr. <laughs> you said you have, this is, this is not uncommon, Candace, in families because the siblings will take each other's clothing. You know, this is kind of a new one as far as the underwear is concerned. But I can tell you why that's happening because if you're the oldest uh, and you have these younger, they look up to you and they want to be like you. And they think whatever you do and whatever you have is cool, it's great, it's fun. And then, of course, it's the white lie. They don't want to they don't want to admit, yes, that I did. And of course, being your underwear, that is something that's really <laughs> that's really different. Right. But, but it, it does fall in the category of the white lie and that people and when you find out the reasons why people why people lie, then it falls into that category that they um, they want to hide. There's insecurity. There's other things that are going on here. I think what you could do about that, Candace, is you're doing the right thing. If you're back at home now, what you do, you need to have a secret place, a secret drawer. Or the other thing you could do is Double the amount. Whatever you buy for yourself, you can buy it for them. Because if you're in college and you're working now, buy them the same kind, and then you won't have to have that problem. But thank you so much for calling in. We uh, we appreciate that question, and it does fall under the white light category. Have a great one, Candace. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. I see we have another caller here. We have a caller, uh, Rick from Texas. Thank you, Rick, for joining us. Can you please... Um, uh, tell us what your question or your concern is. Well, will it be considered uh, a white lie if you if you tell someone something to avoid, um, say, uh, uh, an argumentative discussion? Would you consider that a white lie if you you, you tell them uh, something different than than just to avoid what you consider consider uh, uh, going to be an argument from you told the truth. Um, that's a good question. And I uh, know that would not fall into the category of a white lie. A white lie would be like, oh, I'm not here. Something that you feel is harmless. Because what happens if you, and that is a part of the reasons why people lie. And it's really avoiding the responsibility. That's number seven on the list. And it's avoiding the responsibility of being honest to say, hey, here is the deal. And so for even if you are avoiding a conversation or avoiding something that you think may happen, it's always worse because what people have to understand is when you do lie, a lot of times people are know that you're lying and they can find out about it. And it's going to be so much worse if you try to avoid what you think is, is something. I'm telling you, it'll, the, the little molehill will turn into a mountain because now on top of that, they also know that you lied and then that breaks down the distrust. So we don't even want things to really fall in the in the white lie category that another thing would be, you know, do I look great today? And you say yes, because you're avoiding, again, it's an avoidance of hurting somebody's feelings. So, yeah, to answer that question, you always just want to be truthful and honest no matter what, because people respect 
you for truth and honesty. So I hope that answered your question. Did I answer your question, Rick? That does answer my question. Thank you, Dr. Glammy. I love the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Okay, this is wonderful. This topic is going to continue to create um, create a lot of questions because everybody deals with it. We had a, a listener to write in and Cece wrote in and said, my 26-year-old adult son comes home on the weekends looking drunk or high. When I confront him about his appearance, he denies it. What should I do? Okay, great question. And this is for everybody out there, regardless if it's, um, you know, this type of situation. But when you can see visibly that somebody is in an altered state and they're telling you, first of all, they're in an altered state. So their mind and, and is not processing like normal. You can tell if somebody's drunk or high. And, you know, it's amazing because when people used to be stopped um, by the police because they were driving drunk and they would deny it. They had to come up with breathalyzer tests to prove to that person that, yes, you are. Look at what the meter is saying or walk the line because people automatically deny and lie about things like that, um, even in their altered state. So what you need to do, CC, first of all, you already know that this uh, that your son is lying. So you're going to have to uh, set the boundaries and the consequences for this behavior taking place in your house, um, or if you're going to let this behavior take place in your house. So instead of focusing on if this person is lying to you, uh, because you already know that they are lying, then you really, really have to say, okay, what do we need to do about this? What are the boundaries? If if he chooses to indulge in this behavior, are you going to accept that in your house? So you have to create the clear boundaries for whatever. And it's really not about if you believe what they have to say is what you know to be true. So um, I want to leave you with Create the boundaries. He is he is lying, and you know that. You know this is behavior he indulges in. So put the guidelines and enforce those in your home. Okay? I uh, hope that's helpful to you, Cece. Thank you. I see we have another caller. We have Shelly uh, in Texas. So, Shelly, thank you for joining the Dr. Gladney Show. And if you would go ahead with your question or your comment. I just kind of wanted to share a lie that... I don't know if to make humor of it or if there's a problem when a person who tells such a lie. My husband wanted to go fishing, so he shares with me a couple weeks ago, and he does. And upon his return back home, I happened to look out. It was about 4 o'clock in the morning. And he's a, a diehard fisherman, by the way. He really does go fishing for fish normally, I guess. But anyway, I hear the noise out front about four something in the morning and I look out and I hear the chatter and laughter of a friend and he that were going fishing together and they're putting their dressed up attire, their suits, they're laughing, I guess, about this lie and they're putting their things in the trunk. By the way, his friend lives nearby and I know his wife and what have you. So it was very apparent to me that they had not gone fishing. They were putting their... uh, clothing, their change of clothing, and the trunk of the car, just kind of laughing about the night. I mean, I approached them. I was too embarrassed for them to even walk out. I can't believe after the fact that I didn't. 
And what a huge unnecessary lie. I, I, I can't understand if someone's a psychopath who tells such a lie or, I mean, do they have a problem? I mean, what does that? Obviously, he wanted to not tell me the truth for a reason. We, don't, we didn't have thought about it or anything. I just can't figure out why a person would just tell such a silly lie. Well, you know, um, and that's a good question. Thank you so much, Shelly, for, um, for your, your story and your question. So let me help you understand. And it's really interesting, as I read the stats on that men lie more than women, um, and it's generally a cover-up. And it's funny because I had another question, why do men lie about their marital status? And we had another listener to send in another question similar that I will also talk about because it all kind of kind of rolls in together because then it gets to the cheating space and people that feel like and it's almost when they're in that that space of um, the narcissistic kind of space they want to get or maintain power and they feel like they can get by with it so a lot of times people lie because they feel like you're not going to find out and it gives them some sense of power and feeds the ego and it doesn't make sense remember I said at the beginning of the show that logic and emotion so lying is all about emotions and it's no logic to it there's no logic, so it's never going to make sense. But with him feeling like he was getting by with something and, oh, we got one over and it feeds that ego. And, and, and what's amazing is a lot of times people don't even think through the future because a lie doesn't have a future. It serves a purpose for that moment. And then they don't think about the future and the consequences. And that's one of the other reasons that people lie because they have a detachment from reality and it's so amazing the detachment that they have from reality on how this really affects somebody so yes Shelly um, he was feeling like he got one over on you and then of course it leaves the person who has now found out about the lie you have to decide and determine well, what am I going to do about this what do I do with this with this information do I confront them because what you have to know is when you confront a liar, nine and a half times out of 10, they are not going to admit that they lied. <laughs> and it's amazing because we feel like, you know, I'm going to ask them the question. And in asking the question, you will not get um, the truthful answer. So, yes, it, Shelly, it doesn't make sense. It's not going to make sense. And this is one of the typical lies that is told that I do get this question a lot from people and I have to deal with a lot of lot of the after effects and the cleanup after somebody has lied and hurt somebody and broken their heart. Yeah, I don't so, trust him anymore. Yeah, yeah, yes, I mean, after yeah. that and he, he's smelling like cologne and everything and I'm watching him. It's changed all the the clothing into the other vehicle and he's still never admitted it. It's more he did go fishing. Well, you know, well yes. And, 
And you're right. another day. Yeah, you're right, Shelly. He's not going to admit it because liars are not going to admit that they lied to you. So, you know, it's unfortunate. There's some other things that are going on there um, that I would tell you to be- believe and trust your instincts. Believe and trust your instincts and put your guidelines in place and so that you can uh, you, you can move forward and don't continue to be hurt by the lying. So thank you so much, Shelly, for calling in. We have uh, another caller that I see here. We're going to get to to Brittany. Thank you, Shelly. We're going to get to Brittany before we go to the break. So Brittany from Arkansas, thank you for joining the Dr. Gladney show and you're on the air. What is your question or comment, Brittany? Hi, Dr. Gladney. So I have more of a situation where I'm like, what should I do? So um, I went to, I'm in college now and I um, went to school with my cousin and we were really, really close friends. We grew up together. He's a guy who plays football. And then he started dating this girl who ended up being, like, one of my really, really close friends. So, like, me and the girl are best friends now, and um, he cheated on her because he's really close with me. So he told me that he cheated on her, and then she asked me, did he cheat on her? Like, she's like, um, you know, I think something is different about him. Like, something happened. Do you think he's, like, cheating on me? But it's like he told me that he was cheating on me, but I don't know who I should lie for because, you know, my cousin, I'm loyal to my cousin with family, but then... She became my best friend, so I, I'm in, like, a predicament, like, oh, do I tell you, yes, he cheated on you and betrayed my cousin, or do I just let her get cheated on and not tell her? So I'm, like, in a pickle. Wow, Brittany. You know what? Thank you for that. Um, so many people find themselves in this type of situation and they don't know what to do. And what happens is you're taking responsibility for somebody else's behavior, which means they put you in a space where you feel like you have to lie in order to prove your loyalty to one person or the other. And it's really not fair to be put in that kind of situation. In that type of situation, I always suggest to people to to um, look inside yourself. You don't want to become a liar for anybody and you don't want to have mm-hmm. to cover up. So it's almost like you have to step out and say, I am not involved in this. This is not about me. It's not about my behavior. I love you and I love this other person because trust me, whichever choice that you make, you're going to make the other person upset. If you choose to be loyal mm-hmm. to your uh, friend, or if you choose to be loyal to the family member and what happens in the people, people judge loyalty by if you're going to lie for them. But what you want to do is step outside of it and say, you know what? I love you. I love him. And I'm not in this. I would like to keep the relationship that I have with you separate from the relationship that I have with that person. And sometimes that's really Mm -hmm. difficult to do to separate the relationships. But you say, I'm going to agree that I'm not going to talk about him because me and Mm -hmm. our friendship doesn't have anything to do with uh, with, um, the relationship that she has with your cousin, as well as your cousin. It's like we're family. So I don't have anything to do with your girlfriend. And a lot of times the girlfriend boyfriend thing may not last anyway and then you've now you know if you've a broken fellowship with your cousin or you know the girlfriend so that's the way that you can keep yourself out of it and not have to deal with you being placed in the position of becoming a liar for somebody else's behavior. So, Brittany, I hope that helped. We have just a little bit of time, a few seconds before the break. Thank you for all of those callers. When we come back, 
Thank you, Brittany. When we come back, I'm going to tell you the signs to know when somebody is lying and the seven reasons why people lie. If you do have a call or a question, call in at 1-866-472-5788. See you on the other side. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to info at drgladney.com. That's info at drgladney.com. Now back to the show. Wow, time is going by so fast. We're already in the last segment of the show. Thank you for all of those callers on the second segment of the show. And you still can call in if you have. We still have a little bit of time. I do want to give you 11 signs that to know someone is lying to you. Uh, these are signs to look for. Number one, they change their head position very quickly. Uh, you see them making sudden head movements. When you ask them a direct question, they may be lying about something. Number two, the breathing changes. When someone is lying, um, they may begin to breathe heavy because of, obviously it does things to your heart and to your physical body. They stand very still. 
they take a they take on a different posturing. Um, that it used to be that people thought, oh, people get nervous when they lie, but now the really good liars know how to stand very still. They repeat words or phrases. And a lot of times they'll even ask you the question, well, why would I do that? If you ask somebody, why did you do this or did you do this? Then they will say back to you, why would I do that? And so they're repeating because it gives them time uh, to think about what they need to say. They can provide too much information because in the more information they give, they're hoping that somehow you get all caught up in the story (laughs) and you get confused. Um, Touching and covering the mouth. Um, Also, they cover up other vulnerable body parts that may include the throat, the chest, the head. Uh, Their feet begin to shuffle. Um, They can also stare at you without blinking. Because, you know, uh, back in the day, it used to be that we felt like that uh, you can tell by looking at people's eyes and their eyes were shifty and they would give you that clue. Well, now the really good liars, the, when we talk about the different type of liars, the really good ones, they know how to look at you without blinking. Like, yeah, look in my eyes and tell me what you see. Um, and then they tend to point a lot. They point a lot or they have a lot of different gestures that they make that can tell you uh, something is going on. And um, sometimes they become hostile or defensive and then they attempt to turn the tables on you and they can flip that around. And it's so amazing to have that happen and to see it happen. And we all have been there. You know that somebody is lying and they flip the table back on you. And all of a sudden you're a part of this conversation. And I'm sure that happened to Shelly as she was telling her story when she confronted him. And it's like, how would you even think that I would do something like that to you? And it's because you, a lot of times when you, maybe you're doing that. And they'll flip it back around. And all of a sudden you say, well, no, I didn't. I told you when I went shopping with my girlfriends, that's where I went. And now you ha- they're deflecting. They're deflecting the conversation from them to you. Uh, so those are some signs. And now you say, well, who wants to try to figure out? That's a lot of work trying to figure out if somebody is lying to you and you're trying to see, are they shuffling their feet? Is their head moving? And all those things. But they don't have to do all of those things. Those are just some different types and um, signs and signals to know that if somebody's lying. Now, I talked about this um, during the second half when I was telling about some of the reasons that people lie. I'm going to give you the seven reasons that people lie. People lie, number one, because they're insecure. They have insecurity and don't feel really good about themselves. Number two, they want to look good to others. So they deceive and misrepresent. And so they'll tell you anything so that they can look good. Uh, The lack of courage. Uh, Lying is usually about being a coward. Just you don't have the courage to stand and tell the truth. And it does take courage. Uh, Number four, like I said before, the detachment from reality. Some people are detached from reality and they don't understand that what I have just said or done and it will have consequences and it will hurt somebody. Number five, some people lie to hurt others and to inflict pain on purpose because they are hurt. And you know the saying that hurt people hurt people. So because somebody hurt them, 
they want to hurt other people. And guess what? They're going to hurt you before you hurt them. So some people deliberately want to hurt other people. Uh, number six is to get or maintain power. So they'll lie to get whatever they need to uh, get done just to maintain power. And number seven, to avoid responsibility. They want to avoid something. They want to avoid, and I believe the caller earlier, uh, the caller Rick, um, when he was asking the question, sometimes people just want to avoid having the conversation or really tell the truth because the truth may hurt another person's feelings or they just want to avoid uh avoid any type of other consequences that they haven't really thought of that's right there or maybe they just want to do what they want to do and for the moment it's like I'll deal with the consequences later so those are the seven reasons why people lie and in looking at this I do want to get to I had um, from Virginia Somebody wrote in and Kathy says, you know, one of the most hurtful lies is that her boyfriend told her ex-boyfriend now they had been dating for about a year and things were going great. So she thought in the back of my mind, I always knew something was wrong with our relationship because I had a fear of him leaving me for someone else. About a year into the relationship, I found out through a mutual friend that this man whom I invested so much time and energy into had not, had not just one, but several other women who thought they were the only ones. When I was first given all the information and the evidence to back it up, I rejected it completely. I didn't want to believe that I had been so stupid and blind by what I thought was love to see what was right in front of my eyes. I know I'm not the only one out there who has experienced something like this, but I hope this is um, helpful. Okay, Kathy, you are so right. That is something that I hear when working with clients, when speaking all the time is that somebody has been hurt in a relationship because a lie has been told and you said it when you said you had a fear and remember I told you the emotions that we experience are love and fear you had a fear that he was going to leave you for someone else now there's some things here that I can tell you about about yourself to help you build up the confidence and not be insecure and attract that right man in your life. But with with that being said, it's really about a person lying. And you had the feeling. What I always want to tell women is you definitely have to trust your instincts. Trust your instincts when it comes to feeling like that something is wrong. Now, we'll talk about this even more because this gets into the psychology of why people cheat. And we're going to be talking about that on one of our future shows. Not just why, but the psychology behind the behavior of why People cheat. And a lot of times we hear it as just men cheating, but there are women that cheat as well. But we're going to we're going to focus on that at a future show. But here, this lie 
um, is very hurtful. And it is something that a lot of people do experience because they believed that I was the only one. And then you find out that you're not. And of course, when you confront the person, then they diminish the lie. They say, oh, no, that was nothing. That person means nothing. And so you have to understand that it's this cycle. And the same, um, another person wrote in, like I said, why do men lie about their marital status? Well, because they want to see what they can get by with. And they they want to go out, cheat, do whatever it is. So they lie to say, hey, you know, I'm available. I have clients, a client that um, that I'm working with. And this is one of their one of their issues and one of the stories that I hear constantly. And so and then why do people lie about their financial status? Why do people lie about the type of job? Again, that is to make themselves look good. And so when we talk about this behavior of lying it is really, really, it is really a behavior that we really need to look at. First of all, we really want to make sure that we, as a person, that we are not inflicting lies and pains on other people because of lies that you think that don't matter. And they all do. And then, you know, there's the feeling that you get when somebody is lying to you, that it, it is an insult to your intelligence because, you know, you understand it, you know, trust your instincts. What do you do about it when you find that somebody's lying? Understand and know that this is a behavior when somebody, Dr. Maya Angelou used to say, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. So you have to understand and know what to do with the information when you find out about a lie. What do you want to do with that information? What do you do now? Do you keep this person in your life? Are people bad? people because they lie. No, that doesn't mean that they're just a bad person all around. It means they have a character flaw. And what do you do about that? And how do you handle that? So those are questions and things that you need to say, okay, how am I going to handle this? Either I'm going to let this person continue to be a part of my life. And it may be not that you can get rid of your children or siblings or parents or whatever else, but you have to put guidelines and boundaries in your life that will protect yourself that you can re- be really, um, really careful about how you proceed further and guard yourself so that you don't continue to get hurt. Because lying, uh, it melts away the trust. And when trust is gone, then it's really difficult building that back up. So understanding and knowing what that looks like. So my goodness gracious, wow, I can't believe it's almost time to wrap up. It's so much that we had shared. I shared with you today. And thank you again to all the callers. Thank you to the um, listeners that wrote in. Always feel free to email me at info at drgladney at drgladney.com. And as we're wrapping up, I want to... um, tell you this is Women's History Month and I do want to acknowledge two women. They are Sojourner Truth and Eleanor Roosevelt. These are two women in my history that I've always admired. Both of these women's stories are really similar. They had a lot going on in their lives and in their in their uh, background and they overcame a lot of things. They were mothers. They had a lot going on uh, but they both were uh, fighting for women's rights, civil rights, all of the things that help to make the changes in our lives today. And I got to visit both of the uh, monuments for Eleanor Roosevelt and also as well as for Sojourner Truth in Battle Creek, Michigan. Wonderful. Um, And so I just want to acknowledge the Women History Month and acknowledge the women. And I'm going to leave you with some quotes. But before I do that, 
I want to tell you about next week's show. Please join us. Get ready. Get your questions. Call in because we're going to be talking about why your mind keeps you broke. We have two fabulous guests that's going to be joining us. Uh, Gail Perry Mason. She is a well-respected author, authority in the financial industry. Gail's uh, bio goes forever. She is also the co-author of Girl, Make Your Money Grow. Uh, she has done so much in the financial space, as well as we have Lo Andrews, Senior Vice President uh, for, of Treasury and Liquidity with Texas Capital Bank. And they're going to be here to answer all of your questions about finances so we can get that financial part of your life going and moving. So definitely join us next week for your mind is keeping you broken how do you change your mind and change your financial place and status now with all of that I do want to leave you with a quote from the women that I just talked about Eleanor Roosevelt and Sojourner Truth and Eleanor Roosevelt said great minds discuss great ideas average minds discuss events small minds discuss people don't be small minded and with Sojourner Truth Her poem that I love, Ain't I a Woman, that she delivered at the Women's Convention in Akron, Ohio in in 1851. I'm just going to leave you with the last line. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. And now they are asking to do it, the men better let them. That was Sojourner Truth. She said, oblige for hearing me. And now old Sojourner ain't got nothing more to say. This is Dr. Gladney. I want to encourage you to follow me on Twitter at Dr. Gladney. Like me on Facebook at Dr. Gladney. Uh, Follow me on Instagram, Dr. Gladney. And I'm so excited that you joined us for another episode of the Dr. Gladney Show. I want you to go out and create your amazing life. Go to my website at creatingamazinglives.com and get some more information. Send me an email at info at Dr. Gladney. Have a fantastic and amazing week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Be sure to tune in to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can't wait to talk again soon. 